Hey, good morning, Meadowview Baptist Church. I am Craig Alsup, uh, one of your supported missionaries, and just excited to get to share with you today. Um, I want to share a little sermon today uh, titled, A Prayer for the Church. Uh, I think we need a lot of prayer right now, as we always do. But first, I want to tell you a little bit about our family and what's been going on and then a little bit about Manor Worldwide in case you've slept since the last time I was there. Um, our family is just me, uh, my wife Jennifer, our kiddos Sarah and Jude. Sarah's now eight and a half, which is like mind-boggling to me. And Jude just turned six, and so uh, they're everywhere and all over the place and crazy all the time, running and playing. Uh, this COVID thing hasn't slowed them down because they've been homeschooling and then they've been riding bikes and skating around the block and doing all kinds of stuff. Um, I want to share in the uh, comments section here, I'll put some pictures there where you can uh, connect with us just at our Facebook page at our also the number four Asia Facebook page. Um, as well as our manaworldwide.com forward slash Craig dash Alsup uh, web address. And so um, let me get started and pray, and then I'll share a little bit more about mana and uh, then jump into it. Father, thank you for this day, Lord. Just thank you for bringing us here. Thank you for the ability that we have to come together, to gather together online. Father, to be able to share your word, to be able to share testimony, to be able to share what you are doing around the world and how good you are. Father, I thank you for each person listening to this, each person watching this. I pray that you'll bless each of us and that you will use each of us for your kingdom and your glory. Thank you, Father, so much for Meadowview and the partnership represented uh, between Meadowview and our family in Mana Worldwide. And God, I just pray that you'll continue that uh, for many years, that many pe people will be touched, that many lives will be changed, and that ultimately, God, you will be glorified and that eternities will be impacted for your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. So church, uh, again, Craig Alsop, uh, we are assistant director for Asia with Mana Worldwide. Mana is an organization now that uh, at last count works in 50 different countries around the world, about 235 different ongoing projects. These are everything from planting churches to orphanages, nutrition centers, schools, medical clinics, digging water wells, anti-child trafficking projects, and really everything in between, all with the idea that if we connect people at their most desperate physical needs, their most desperate mental and emotional uh, needs, that we can connect with them on their most desperate spiritual needs, and that's Jesus. And so we are excited to get to do this. We get to travel around the United States. We get to speak in churches just like Meadowview. We get to share this good news. We get to tell people that there is an opportunity for them to get directly connected with some of the most desperate for the gospel people around the world, with some of the most impoverished people around the world, both physically and spiritually, and that we get to make an impact together to make lives change and eternities change for the glory of God. 
And so thank you guys for being a part of that. Thank you for supporting our family personally and our centers in Fiji. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit more about Fiji towards the end. But man, thank you guys so much for everything that you've done from going on mission trips with us to supporting us each month personally so that we can do this work to carry this good news forward to supporting our Fiji projects and everything that you guys have done with sending extra funds to buy extra needed materials and everything else. And so thank you from the bottom of my heart for that. Um, as assistant directors for Asia with MANA, we seek to make these partners across the country and churches all over the country. Um, we also get to lead mission teams back and forth. Like I mentioned, some of you guys have gone on mission teams with us before. We get to continue to do that. And hopefully, as soon as this whole uh, virus thing kind of blows over and, and improves and we can start traveling again, we'll be leading mission teams directly to these people that are being impacted so much throughout this and we'll be feeding the gospel into their lives we'll be sharing the good news with them we'll be sharing hope with them we'll be giving food and water and shelter and clothing and all the things that people need and all the things that you guys provide and so thank you so much for that church manna is growing has continued to grow and add additional staff and continues just to be able to expand around the world. We're in new countries. We're in Iraq now. Uh, we're in uh, places like uh, Lebanon now. We're in places all throughout the world. We're looking at other countries to connect with now. And so super excited about all that God is doing and what he will do in the future. And guys, you guys should be too because you are just as much a part of it as we are. So, Pastor Josh, thank you so much for having me, for allowing me to come and share with you guys again. Uh, thank you so much for your friendship and your partnership and just everything that you guys mean to us. Man, we love you guys and uh, excited to be here today. So I want to share a little sermon uh, called A Prayer for the Church. And really what it is, is it's verses and it's scripture and it's, uh, it's connecting that scripture with a prayer to God to touch our lives, to impact our lives directly by what we read and what we hear. May we be touched by this good news, church. May we be impacted by this gospel on an ongoing basis. Church, I pray that you are spending time in prayer during this time of distancing and, and separation from the church family in person at least. I pray that you're spending time in prayer for your church family and for those around you in need. And so that's what this sermon is all about. It's really about a prayer for the church. And I believe what God has shown me that, that we should be directing our prayers and directing our thoughts towards especially in this season. So I want to share first from John eleven thirty five, And it's one of those verses that if you memorize Scripture at all, this is one of the first verses that you should try to memorize because it's only two little words. I mean, super simple. And it just reads, Jesus wept. And now some of the backstory and some of the surrounding story to this uh, verse is that Jesus found out that his friend Lazarus was dying. He was sick. And Jesus didn't go right away. And we, we're not entirely sure why he didn't go right away. But we know that Jesus had a plan. 
And we know that just a few days later, when Jesus does show up, Lazarus has been in the grave for a couple days. We know that Jesus uh, does something about it. Jesus weeps for those in need. He weeps for Mary and Martha in their struggles and in their pain. He weeps for his friend Lazarus in his pain and in his death. Maybe he weeps a little bit because he knows that he's about to raise Lazarus back to life. And that he knows maybe Lazarus was in a better place or was on his way to a better place. I don't know. But listen, the truth of the matter is Jesus shows up on the scene and he's weeping for those in need. And man, we can learn so much from that. But Jesus, the next thing he does is he, he, he actually puts himself out. He accepts the challenge to do something about it. He doesn't just weep for those in need. That he does start out there, and then he does something about it. He actually raises Lazarus from the dead. And Lazarus walks out full-on mummy style, and they unwrap him. And Lazarus is, you know, uh, probably pretty excited, pretty uh, shocked to be raised. But I think the idea of this is just so beautiful, is that Jesus meets these people where they are. He meets Mary and Martha right where they are. He weeps with those who are weeping. In Romans 12, 15, the, the Bible reminds us that we are to be happy with those who are happy. And we're to weep with those who weep, church. And so even in this time, in this COVID-19 time, in this season of what's going on in our lives, yes, we should be happy when we get to spend extra time with our kids. We should be happy when, when some of this distancing stuff gets relieved and released but we should be weeping with those who are in need around us and around the world, church. You see, Jesus gives a perfect example. And so I want to follow each sort of one of these bullet points up with kind of a may we, kind of a prayer for the church. And so this first one reads, may we follow Jesus in our sympathy, in our empathy for others, and in our actions towards those in desperate need of the gospel, of hope, of food, of shelter, of water. Church, may we, may we weep for those in need. May we follow Jesus in that way. May we be a part of all that Jesus represented when he loved people enough to weep over them and to do something about it. And then in 1 Corinthians 13, 1, the Bible reads, If I could speak all the languages of earth and of angels, <clears throat> but didn't love others, I would only be a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. Church, may we not be a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal, but may we love people. May we not become so concerned, though, with helping those in need in physical ways that we forget to love them first. Now, let me explain that a little bit because you guys know about manna. You guys know that we feed people. We provide shelter. We give clothing. We give water. We give all the things that people need physically. But let me explain that we always partner that with the gospel. We always partner that with love. And so even in my own work, sometimes I can be on a mission trip. I could be going and serving and providing food for kids and playing games with kids. And sometimes I can start to think of them as poor or impoverished. I can think of them as lacking something physical that I can very, really easily provide. But church, may we not forget to love them first. 
Because listen, God so loved us that he sent his only son, Jesus. And church, may we send whoever it takes. May we send whatever it takes. May we go ourselves to people in desperate need because we can help them physically. But church, if that's all we do, we've missed something. May we not forget to love people. May we not forget to feel their pain, to pray for their needs, to look them in the eye, to care for them. Church, we can do a lot of things with missions, and and a lot of things are great. But if we forget, if we get so busy just doing and doing and doing that we forget to love people, I believe that we're missing out. I believe we're missing out. I believe that those on the other end are missing out as well. So church, may we love people. Last time or a couple times ago when I was there, I talked about the over 7.6 billion people on the planet today. And about over 3 billion of them who are considered completely unreached with this good news. Church, you may remember that I split the sanctuary and I said, everybody on this side, congratulations. You have access to Jesus. You have access to the gospel. You have a church down the street that you could go to. You have a Bible you can read. You have sermons that you know. You have a God that you can call out to. And then of those of you on this side, I'm sorry you don't. You don't have access to this good news. And you probably never will unless these people get on mission to get over here to you, to love on you, to serve you, and to tell you about Jesus. Church, may we let down any guards on our hearts. Because listen, when I hear those big numbers, when I hear 7 billion people, 3 billion unreached, those are huge numbers. And man, sometimes I can just put up a guard around my heart because I know I can't save all those people. I know I can't impact the lives of all those people. I don't know if you've ever felt that way, but church, may we not put these guards up. May we let down any guards on our hearts because that's going to free us up and that's going to free the Holy Spirit working in us and through us, church, to make an infinitely greater impact than we can ask or think or even imagine. One of my favorite verses from Ephesians 3.20, it says, God has plans to do exceedingly abundantly beyond all we can ask or think according to His riches, His power. So church, may we let down those guards so that God can get to work, so that we can get out of the way, and so that the Holy Spirit working through us can make an infinitely greater impact than we can ever ask or think or even imagine. Church, we all know specific needs. In this time, we hear about specific and desperate needs all around the world, throughout our communities and our country. We all know specific needs of those around us. We know desperate needs, maybe. I mean, if you've ever been on a mission trip with me, I've probably gotten to introduce you to some people who had some desperate needs, some desperate physical, emotional, mental, spiritual needs. You've gotten help to meet some of those needs. Some of those needs are urgent. They're desperate needs. Some of those needs are ongoing needs. And I promise you that wherever you find desperate and ongoing and urgent needs in the world today, you'll find desperate prayers being lifted up. Sometimes people don't even know who they're lifting those desperate prayers to. But church, that's our job. That's our job to go and tell them 
about a God who loves them, who, who desperately wants to know them more, who desperately wants them to know Him more, who desperately wants a relationship with them. So church, may we be at God's disposal to be the means by which desperate prayers are answered. Let me say it again. Church, may you and I, may we be at God's disposal to be the very means by which desperate prayers are answered in our communities, in our cities, in our states, in our country, and around the world. Church, may we be that means. May we be the means by which God meets needs. May we be at God's disposal, church, to meet needs whether it's physical, emotional, whether it's spiritual, whether it's telling people about the hope of Jesus. In Luke 5, verses 12 through 13, the Bible reads, In one of the villages, Jesus met a man with an advanced case of leprosy. I love this because this means that Jesus went to a place where a man with a desperate case, uh, an advanced case of leprosy, would have been located. And for a Jew in that day and age, especially a teacher, in that day and age to go to a place where people were who had leprosy was a little different. You see, there were laws that the Jewish people had put out and that uh, partially that God had written and Moses had written down that said that people were supposed to be put outside the camp, that they were supposed to be uh, separated from the rest of the population until they got healed or better, and then they could come back in as clean. And see, Jesus proves uh, who he is and what he's there for when he goes to a man with an advanced case of leprosy. See, Jesus proves that he can't be made unclean because he is God. He is one with the Father. He is the Son of God on earth who can't be made unclean by something He touches like we can or by something we do. But Jesus could go to a man with an advanced case of leprosy with no fear. The Bible says, When the man saw Jesus, he bowed with his face to the ground, begging to be healed. I love this because the man shows such humility and such faith that he is willing to bow with his face to the ground to beg Jesus to heal him. Lord, he said, if you are willing, you can heal me and make me clean. And Jesus reached out and touched him. I love this. Jesus reached out and touched him, and that's something very important as well. I was watching a, a TV show called The Chosen uh, recently. Some of you may have watched it, but it's about sort of Jesus' ministry and parts of Jesus' ministry. And it shows this scene, actually, in, in the show. And so Jesus kind of goes out of his way, goes to a place. There's not a lot of people there. There's nobody around. This man is coming to him, and he's going up to this man, and he begins to reach out and touch this man. And everybody sort of tries to stop the man and to stop Jesus from having this interaction. And Jesus kind of pushes them away and says, no, 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 let him come. And Jesus reaches out and touches him. He says, I am willing, he said, be healed. And instantly the leprosy from the man disappeared. And that's exactly how it happens. That's exactly how it plays out in Luke 5. 
Jesus touches this man that nobody else would have touched. There's a whole group of people in India and Nepal and some Hindu cultures that I uh, am familiar with called the untouchables. And these are people that are considered lower than everybody else. They're considered lesser than. They're considered dirty. They're considered unclean. They're considered unworthy. Sometimes people won't even go in the same room with these people if they're from a higher caste or from a higher people group. But Jesus reaches out to a man who was unclean and he touches him and he says, Be healed. And he's instantly made clean. He's instantly healed. Let me tell you, if you are listening to this, if you're tuning in and watching this sermon, let me tell you, if you've not been saved, if you've not accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, let me tell you that I believe that today could very well be your day. You see, the Bible tells us that Jesus came as man, as the Son of God, as God in the flesh. He comes to earth to live a perfect, sinless life a perfect life that he never messed up like you and I do. And he lived his entire life and he went around and he taught people this good news of the gospel that if they believe in Jesus and they accept this free gift of salvation, that they will be saved, that they will become a son or a daughter of God. That they'll have a place in eternity where there is no weeping, there is no sickness, no death, no corona, no Nothing bad, only great things. And then Jesus was put to death because he stepped on the toes of a lot of Jewish people who thought that they were better than everyone else. Who thought that they knew what was right. He stepped on their toes and they put him on a Roman cross for it. Where Jesus lay down his life. He gave up his life as a final sacrifice. You see, the Jewish people had to do all kinds of sacrifices. Every day they would have to go through all these sacrifices, and then they would still get dirty again. Their sin would still make them unclean. But as we see in this, uh, these verses from Luke 5, we see Jesus heals a man. He makes him clean, and Jesus can do that for me and you. You see, before Jesus died, he said, he told people that he was going to die, that he was going to give up his life, that he was going to be buried in a tomb, that he was going to walk back out on the third day, and that he was going to proclaim the good news of the gospel to his followers, to his friends, and that he was going to send them to proclaim this good news to the nations, to all people for all time. That this one sacrifice of Jesus means that we can be clean that we can be made whole, that the separation between God and us can be bridged, and we can know God as our Lord and Savior. And so if you're here today and you have not accepted Jesus as your Savior, I want to tell you that, man, I pray that you will today. And listen, there's no fancy thing that you need to say. There's nothing specific that you need to do. But listen, you just need to know in your heart that Jesus is Lord, that He's God, that He made a sacrifice that you couldn't make to bridge the gap between you and God. You need to have faith that Jesus has done all that He says that He's done. You need to turn from your sin and begin to walk with Him. 
So listen, you may cry out to God. You may pray or you may pray right now. You may kind of whisper to yourself or to God, God, I need you. I love you. I'm a sinner. And I need your help. Save me. I believe in Jesus. And listen, I believe that if you prayed that prayer with me just now, if you pray that prayer sometime today or tomorrow, whenever God lays it on your heart to do so, that the Holy Spirit working within you will come into your life, will come into your heart, will begin to change you from the inside out. That you will immediately become a son or a daughter of the King. That your eternity will be locked in. So church, because Jesus did this, because Jesus went to those in need, church, may we move towards those in need just like Jesus did. May we move towards those who are hurting, who are in desperate need of this gospel, of hope, of Jesus, of food, of water, of shelter, of clothing. May we help those in our communities and beyond. Church, may we be at God's disposal to be the means by which desperate prayers are answered. Church, may we let down any guards on our hearts and may we make an infinitely greater impact on the hopeless and the helpless than any of us can ask or think. May we not become so concerned with helping those in need that we forget to love them first because that's the example God gives us. And church, may we follow Jesus in our sympathy and our empathy and our actions towards those in need. Now I want to tell you a little bit about your nutrition centers and a little bit about what God has been doing during this uh, crisis around the world. Every one of our centers around the world have been impacted. Many have had to close the doors to feeding children within uh, the spaces that they were feeding them before. They've had to start giving out either cooked meals and taking those around to people or they've had to start giving out the raw materials to cook for meals. And so church, just know that the work is still continuing, that God is still on the move, that people are still getting saved around the world through broadcast sermons, through uh, the good news being shared as we go into homes and give food and things like that. Church, may uh, we pray that God will continue to connect our partners around the world with those in need in their communities and to continue to provide the funds and the uh, manpower necessary to get uh, food and water and the gospel ultimately to people who desperately need it. Now in Fiji, the centers that you guys support, we now have over 70 kids being served. Uh, We've been able to start helping a uh, local deaf school there that we talked about a little bit when we were there uh, just last year with a few people from Meadowview. Um, Those centers continue to need several hundred dollars per month. Uh, You guys have been providing uh, incredibly well for those centers, and uh, thank you so much for that. I pray that you'll continue to do that. If you haven't signed up yet to begin to give to that, if you possibly can, uh, just pray that you'll do that through Meadowview uh, by giving and and tagging that to Mana Worldwide. Um, And then we're planning, uh, I have a trip planned for the beginning of July of this year, Uh, to Fiji to go and serve alongside our partners and we'll see kind of what happens with that trip but then definitely I want to go in the early spring of 2021 uh, maybe sometime in like January or February something like that 
And so I will definitely get information to you guys about that. And um, we'll just continue to move forward. Now, church, know that we're praying for you guys, uh, that we love you guys, and uh, and we're just praying God will do an incredible work in and through MetaView during this time. So I want to pray, and then I'll wrap up today. So uh, thank you guys so much. Uh, definitely connect with me on Facebook. Connect with us, and let me know if you have any questions about anything that we do um, or if there's any way that we can support you guys in any way. Father, thank you for this good news of this gospel that you've given us. Father, thank you for salvation in Jesus. Thank you for the hope that you provide. Thank you for the grace that you give us. Father, thank you for protecting us during this time. I pray that you'll protect um, each person represented here today as well as our families and friends, as well as those around the world in desperate need. God, I thank you for our Fiji projects and I pray for Pastor Simi and Pastor Rue that they will be blessed and God, that you'll provide each need that they have. For Tali there in Fiji, God, that you'll provide for her. God, I thank you so much for all that you do. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, thanks, church. Thanks so much for having me again. And, uh, man, I, uh, I hoped to be there on May 31st with you guys in person. Uh, but it turns out that's probably not going to happen. And uh, I just can't wait to be there in person again. But uh, definitely feel free to reach out to me anytime. Thanks so much, church.